Hey everybody, welcome to Token Nerd Podcast, where we ramble on about geeky things ranging from Batman to pop figures to Star Wars. I'm Anthony Pettiford. And I'm Travis Likens. Hey, we're back for episode nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Nine. Number nine. Number nine. Okay, if you get that reference, you like the Beatles. All right, so we're just going to jump on in because we have quite a bit of news to jump on to today. Uh, would you like to talk a little bit about... About a phone call? About a phone call. That's why we have <laughs> vibrate, folks. <laughs> so uh, it looks like we're getting um, some early news on, you know, the the new DC universe, really. I mean, mm-hmm. we're got, we got a big casting here, really. Uh, okay, so we'll just come out and say it. Commissioner Simmons. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter had leaked that Oscar-winning actor, J.K. Simmons, who we all know from Whiplash and who is also J. Jonah Jameson in the... Uh, the original, not original, but the first three Spider-Man movies, uh, is now been cast as Commissioner James Gordon in the upcoming Justice League movie Part One. That so honestly that, was out so, of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, so the Justice League thing, they're doing it. They're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, from what I heard, he was in talks to become to retake his role to be uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the the new Spider-Man movies with uh. Holland? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I mean, just trying to get that work in, you know, money's not going to make itself. Yeah. But so at this, so I saw an image on Facebook and it was just saying like the, the credibility of the Batman actors or the Batman universe right now, we have JK Simmons, who'd be commissioner Gordon. Yep. We'll have uh Jeremy Batman Irons. Alfred. I always want to say scar. That's the first place I'm going to go to Jeremy Irons is Alfred. We have, Ben Affleck as Batman, and we have uh, Jared Sup- Leto as Joker. Oh, yeah, we have that. Yep. Who's Superman? No one cares who <laughs> Superman is. It's freaking Clark Kent. That's who he is. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's just some exciting news. Um, it, it's I'm not even really sure what to expect, because in my head, I just see, I hear him as JJ. Yeah. You know, uh, someone did post a funny image on Facebook, and instead of it, like, where is Spider-Man? Where is Spider-Man? And the last one was like, where's Batman? Get me a picture of Batman. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, this could be a completely different take. Because yep. up till now, my Commissioner Gordon in my head has been um, Gary Gary. You're, you're just struggling right now. Gary Oldman, yeah. It's been a long day. Long day of printing t-shirts. But, so what are your thoughts overall? Are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, I guess like, I, I know like I, I'm just kind of getting on this DC bandwagon here. But <laughs> like, I still had doubted that this would happen. Even though I know they said they were going to do it. But I just felt it was like one of those things that, yeah, they're going to do a Justice League movie. They're going to do a Justice League movie. They're going to do it. And you never really like thought, oh, they're really going to do it. You know, like, so I guess like, I'm just excited that they're moving forward. They've, they're starting to cast key roles. And um, hopefully this is a sign that, you know, they're, they're investing in good actors that people, I don't, I don't say people know, but they're going to turn in quality work. Well, know? I mean, they had Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I mean, I think they yeah. already kind of start off on a good foot and yep. Ben Affleck. Um, but the curious part about this is the fact that he's going to show up in Justice League Part 1, not in Batman v Superman. I mean, for what we can tell, a good portion of Batman v Superman will take place in Gotham. So yeah. I wonder if he's retired at this point and something yeah. about the events of Batman v Superman will bring him out. Yeah. That that probably tells us that uh, the Batman movie is not an origin story. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I know the Batman, the one they're coming out, the next one they're coming out with will. I mean, they can't have a prequel because they can't make. Well, they could make Ben Affleck younger, but yeah. that's expensive. Um, they also, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I'm excited now. Yeah. I want to see him. I'm uh, the probably the image for this uh, this episode will be a picture of Jeremy. Oh, uh, not Jeremy Irons, but uh, J.K. Simmons looking like Commissioner Gordon. I'm gonna spend all my time making that. <laughs> but uh, so that's just some news. If we want to move on to the other side of the lake, yep. over at Marvel Studios. Captain America: Civil War, it's coming up. It's gonna be long. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it's uh gonna be a Lord, not Lord of the Rings status, but uh, it's getting there for Marvel movies. It would be it will be the longest Marvel movie to date, clocking in at a hundred and forty six minutes, which is two hours and twenty six minutes. Now I'm not a hundred percent sure if this is including what. Uh, not only credits, but the post-credits scene. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that's the feature runtime of the actual movie. They, that's what they usually release, you know, when they talk about the runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I will say this: the uh, Age of Ultron felt relatively long. Yeah. Um, but not no part during that movie do I feel like I was like, well, we need to take all this out because it's a waste of time. They they seem to keep the pace good even when they have a long movie. So it's, it's not like there's a ton of dead space. Yeah. Um, but I do like the, you know, in the Deadpool arena where it was a much quicker, fast movie, short to the point, And it, it was the way it was. Um, Ant-Man was kind of that way as well. It, it was longer than Deadpool, I believe. Yeah. But it was, it was very to the point. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff, but whenever you bring together, roughly is it what 20 some superheroes in that yeah. movie in order to give everybody a couple minutes of screen time it's going to run relatively long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so but uh though well, we <clears throat> the reason we found this out was there was um there was an event calendar uh an events calendar in australia for uh let's see uh yes there was a theater that had posted this on their website with the with the running time yeah I mean, I'll tell you, you'd have thought that some kind of super breaking news had just leaked by how people are posting about this. Like, I, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do now. This is this is five minutes. You know, this is five episodes of a TV show. Like, we don't binge watch. This is 2016. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm going to have to, like, change my plans for the evening. <laughs> oh, forget you. Oh, it's too, it's too long. I can't sit in this theater any longer with my popcorn and my chairs. That's really comfortable. Uh, what am I going to do? Let's say the movie was only an hour and 26 minutes long. Then, I would still have another hour long. where I'd yeah. sit there and just like debrief, talk to people. It does make yeah, sense. But I mean, like, and all, if it was too short, then people are just going to complain about that. So, I mean, people you like can't to please geeks. Yep. That's the truth. We're, yep. we're miserable people. All right. But, uh, guess what? Uh, so in Captain America Civil War, the one hero that we haven't seen out of the 30,000 characters in that movie <laughs> is a uh, good old Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, not Miles Morales Spider-Man, because he's not a not friendly, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> I want Miles Morales so badly. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna mess up her name, but uh, the Disney star Zendaya. That, that's close enough. It's I close think that's enough. her name. We butcher names on the show. Yep. Serial butchers. Anyway, so she is an. Disney actress on several, some of these several TV shows on uh, the Disney Channel. Yep. 
<clears throat> anyway, so she has been cast as a character named Michelle, yes. who will be a key role in the upcoming Sony Spider-Man pick movie. Yes. Um, this is kind of like the J.K. Sim- not like J.K. Simmons. This is out of nowhere. <laughs> I really didn't care about her, but now yeah. I'm curious because she's like, who is she? What did she do? What is her qualifications to do this part? Yeah. Um, but she doesn't look anything like you know Emma Stone. So yeah. I'm ex- I'm assuming that she's not going to be a Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Or obviously she's not a Mary Jane either. Her name's Michelle. No, I think that's just a red herring. Oh, okay. Like that's just the name they put down there. There's so many examples of studios doing that where yeah. they come out later and say, "Oh, just kidding. This is actually who we're who we casted this person as." But uh, so what are your thoughts? I know you don't really watch. I know you're an avid Disney Channel watcher, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about this chick. But I did read a little bit, um, you know, prepping for the episode, and it, I mean, it sounds like she's probably because um, this is a younger Spider-Man, mm-hmm. so it sounds like she's probably the right age. Um, you know, to be believable that she's, you know, hanging out with Spider-Man or, or Peter Parker or however they're going to play this. Um, so, I mean, again, my big thing with these movies is don't care how you do it as long as you do it well. So um, hopefully she's a, a good choice and um, hopefully her Disney acting skills have set her up. And, you know, there's plenty of good actors that have, or plenty of famous people that have came out of Disney roles. Um, hopefully she picked up some you know, some acting skills such as uh, Justin Timberlake or something, you know? Yeah, I just, <laughs> well, the thing about the new Disney stars is they have this over-the-top acting. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's like, that's it, it connects with children. You know, it's like, ah, oh, like everything's over the top and made bigger, you know, kind of like the preteen market. That's what they're kind of trying to hit. You yeah. Know? But uh, I don't know. It could be interesting. I know the world will flip out if we have a, because she's not, Hispanic. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, she's Hispanic. She's biracial, just like yours truly. She's uh, her father's African American. Her mother is Irish or German. Is it, is it the same thing? No, it's not. Different White people the same way. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So I, I think the internet would blow up if Gwen Stacy, because you know, yeah, Lord forbid we change the race of a character. And it's funny that we just had this conversation. Yep. Mary Jane cannot change. I, I'll go out there right now if. If they cast her as Mary Jane, I will be I'll be in that camp of annoyed fans because Mary Jane has to be a redhead. Now, if she's she could wear a wig. Plenty of people do that. Have you have you seen a a, a person <laughs> of color with red hair? Not that that's a bad thing. Not you just said that thing. you said that was the requirement. She had to have red hair. So I did, I, but let's I move gave on. You red hair. You know what the fun part is? I could say whatever I want. We don't have angry fans. <laughs> Not the yet. Six of you. <laughs> six of you are all good. Anyway, so uh, moving on. Let's let's leave the realm of superheroes, Travis. Well, movie wise, at least. Yeah, kind of superheroes, uh, depending on how you look at it. He man. <laughs> he man. Uh, looks like the uh, He Man movie is moving forward again. Wow, this is only what the seventeenth <laughs> time since two thousand three. Yeah, last time I heard about this was at uh, Sandy San Diego Comic Con last year. Somebody in the crowd asked uh, during the the Mattel panel asked the question about the He Man movie and where it stood, and the answer was they had a script, they canned it, and they were uh, basically you know not starting from scratch but starting over, and um, it looks like now we have a, a director. Lay it on me. The, um, you know, the director that is known for um, Charlie's Angels, Terminator Salvation. 
Mm. Yeah. That's uh Charlie's Angels was uh the first one. That was a pretty good movie. I'm I'm more focused on salvation. That's not exactly <laughs> <laughs> So uh we got Joseph Joseph uh, McGinty, right? Isn't that how you say his last name? Here we go, butchering another go name it. again. Pushing it. So uh he he signed on for this uh latest attempt at the He Man reboot. So I mean, I think again, this is my little soapbox, but Masters of the Universe has a pretty decent following. There's tons of kids that grew up in the uh, you know the 80s that mm-hmm. love that cartoon, love the toy line. Uh, the toy line has been um, very successful through the relaunches that they've had here in the recent since like 2009 um, on the higher end collector realm. Um, there's a lot of mythology there. There's a lot of parents that are looking to share that with their kids. I, I think if they can get this going and get it done correctly, and we're in the age of this can be successful. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, he, you know, I was a '90s kid. Yeah, like you said, there's a strong following. Just yep. like there's a strong following for I, TMNT. Yep. We, we all didn't like the first movie, but we're all going to see the second one. I mean, as a um, as a toy collector, um, I don't, I never really watched the TV show, but the characters themselves, I find them very interesting to look at. And um, you know, I even collect the the new modern line. I buy many of the figures from that. Um, I have watched, you know, some episodes of the show, specifically the the relaunch that they had in the uh, early 2000s, uh, 2000X, which was a, um, I believe it was on Cartoon Network. Yep, with uh, Transformers Armada. Yes. So, um, I mean, there's different iterations of it. It's hit different generations. Done correctly, this can be a success. I, I just think they 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 seem to be wanting to do it correctly, and they keep rejecting things that, appear to be not done correctly based on what they're stating. Oh, no. Um, uh, do we hear a little fun fact about He-Man? So with the toy, obviously the, the toy is all the same thing. Yeah, He-Man and Skeletor yeah. have the same body. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the characters were interchangeable. They just looked different. Yeah. Uh, and we were kind of just talking about Paul Dini, who has worked on several things. One of the things he worked on was the original yep. uh, He-Man TV show, and he actually brought character personality to... Yep the figures so that's just and he actually created there. characters that were outside of the the toy line mm-hmm. so the filmation series actually featured figures or characters that were not in the toys because he-man is from a time <laughs> a time when you could create a toy line without a cartoon the cartoon actually came after the toy line mm-hmm. isn't that amazing the, today that doesn't happen so they had all these characters they created for the toy line and then the show had to have like, uh, well, we got to have a sidekick. So we'll introduce Orko, which Paul Dini actually had a big hand in creating, as we learned on the recent episode of Fat Man on Batman. And um, it, it just, and another interesting thing is there were never toys made based on that series of TV shows. Oh, I didn't know that. The figures were their own line. And then the TV show was based on the, the figure line. So many of the figures were there. Many of the figures were never created based on the filmation series. So like the He-Man toy didn't actually look like the filmation He-Man. Mm-hmm. So now actually uh, Mattel is going back and creating figures that look like um, the, the filmation series. But the, the cool thing with He-Man was it was an experiment of how many characters can we create utilizing many of the same bucks and many of the same pieces, mm-hmm. but create figures that, they look similar, but they're totally different when you really look at them yeah. because it was a, it was an exercise and how can we keep costs down on these toys? 
And they did an amazing job of creating a wide depth of characters, utilizing a lot of the same pieces and parts. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. There's a, a lot that went into the early animation, yep. especially with the toy line. I, I don't feel like I we had just in our review for uh, Best Superman Live What Happens. That should be our thing. We should do a toy. Like go back and try to find some of these people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys like talking about it. There's a really interesting um, documentary about Star Wars figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a Kickstarter type thing that they went back and talked to a lot of people that worked at Kenner and whatnot. Um, I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. It is on uh, Hulu. If you cruise, cruise through and search Star Wars, you will find it. But like there's so much work that is done in the background that people don't even realize. Like a lot of the Star Wars characters you know, like background accessory characters didn't have names. The people like Kenner got, came up with the name and like got it approved by Lucasfilm Mm -hmm. and put it on the boxes. So a lot of those figures, IG 88 is a great example. Yeah. No name got invented by the people at Kenner. So, I mean, I mean, look at the new movies. Now we have people in the background who already have books. Yeah. Like they were purposely put in there because of that phenomenon that happened early on. Yep. So I think it's interesting um, specifically back in the day, how toys influenced the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's the complete opposite. The, the TV show has to be successful to then create a line of figures. Yeah, for example, Young Justice, which we are doing a recap show on. Yes, Recap podcast. So we'll leave a link for that in the description down below. So but, as we got off topic there, we'll kind of rope it back in. It's, but we were just talking about how toys will shape, uh, toys shape TV shows. Well, let's talk about how books yeah. And shape movies. Yep. So uh, oh. uh, go ahead. No. Oh. So uh, many of you may have known that they're working on a Where's Waldo book. The movie we've movie all book. been waiting for. Yeah. I mean, I find it's, uh, you know, I like looking at, looking for him back in the day, but I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how you turn that into a movie. But guess who's going to try to do that? Oh, please let it be Seth Rogen. It is Seth oh, Rogen. Oh, my God. And Evan Goldberg. But the people that have been, uh, you know, making a lot of Hollywood movies in the past uh, 10 years or so, uh, a lot of funny ones are now set to help uh, MGM bring this to life. It's It's been stalled. It's been at a few different um, production companies and hasn't happened. Um, but it looks like, you know, finally, after starting this in 2011, They've, they've got a group of people working on it that might make it happen. I mean, you attach some, some decent names to it here, and it, it might happen. Yeah, I have the image of uh, Seth Rogen in a red and white striped yeah. shirt. Yeah, unfortunately, this is going to be an animated movie, I believe, based on the... <laughs> I, I really want it to look like Elf. But if they, could, if they could make it like where Seth Rogen, the Where's Waldo looks like Seth Rogen, I'm okay with that. No, so am I. <laughs> so i mean that's just a i mean it's another movie that's uh you know trying to get get some footing under and it's interesting to see where where it takes it now that they have uh, seth rogan attached to it mm-hmm. um but that kind of wraps up movie news for us this week um i guess we're going to roll into tv news tv and, news since we were just talking about your childhood with he-man let's talk about my childhood well this was also my childhood so <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but anyway so uh those of you who were obviously disney kids Grew up watching DuckTales. Woo-hoo. <clears throat> I was going <laughs> to sing with you, but we're going to detach. Anyway, so the we heard about there being a DuckTales reboot, and the first image was actually released. Uh, not a clip, but just an image of Donald, Huey, Louie, um, Huey, Dewey, Louie, uh, Webigail, and um, you even see good old Scrooge McDuck driving a uh, 
some kind of vehicle. It looked, to me, it looked like a, a golf cart. But uh, <laughs> it was the first image that's been released. Um, and this isn't a new thing. We've known about it coming. And even on yep. Cartoon Network, we're going to get um, Powerpuff Girls coming back, yeah. which isn't as old, but it's a similar. Yeah, bring, a similar revitalizing reboot. an old series. Um, I think a lot of uh, the excitement behind this came from that uh, the the video game that they redid the early the eighties Ducktales video game for Wii mm-hmm. U, um, and you know like brought it into the modern times and it had good sales. Uh, that so that maybe again we're seeing like hey maybe we should try to revitalize these properties based on sales or watching on Netflix. And yeah, and like we that. can go back to a time when like cartoons were just fun and not <laughs> CGI and <laughs> yeah and. I, but I don't know. Haven't seen a script. Haven't seen, you know, clips. We'll, we'll cross our fingers. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so look forward to that coming back. Like this announcement was made back in February. So almost a year ago. Yep. Um, but yeah. So in addition to the the main characters, we're also going to get fan favorites like Launchpad. Um, we're going to get Gyro, Gear Loose, Duckworth, Clint Hart. Um, let's see. Oh, we're going to get the Beagle Boys, Poe, Ma. Yep, the Beagle Boys. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. So I'm okay with it. I want to see it. So do I. I, I'm (laughs) trying to think of, I'm not not falling over excited, but I mean, honestly, I'd be okay if they they gave me a channel like Hopefully this works, and then we get Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Talk about talk about my childhood. That, that was a big part of it. Oh no, Darkwing Duck! I heard Darkwing yep. Duck was coming back. Darkwing Duck. <sighs> when there's trouble, you call T W. <laughs> All right, I feel like we really should stop singing to the mic. Yeah, we're just we're gonna really we're just good. gonna do a podcast where we just like go off on cartoon songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're gonna move on to some more old TV shows that have been rebooted. TMNT. We'll we'll just do this one real fast. So uh, the back in the eighties, obviously there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle TV show. Well, those characters and same voices are coming back for a special two part episode in the current Turtles TV show that airs on Nickelodeon. Uh, this will be I'm trying to find the correct name: Transdimensional Turtles, and yes. the, so. It will be the same character design from the eighties, yep. but it'll be CG now. Have you have you yep. seen the I image? saw the I saw the image, yes. They look really good. Yeah. And I, I know the based on some stuff I saw at Playmates, the, the big thing this season is the the dimension going between the two dimensions, dimension dimensions X and space. Yeah, and all those kind of things. So um I mean I think it's cool that they're incorporating the history of the of the series. Um, you know, many times the, um, it seems like that history is kind of ignored, uh, specifically in like the toy realm. Yeah. Um, they've had, they've had some attempts to bring them back in the old style from the cartoons, but it hasn't always been done well. Um, so it, it's exciting to see them honor that. Did you watch the, uh, team and T the TV show that came out about 2004? Mm-mm. They, Oh, they did the cross, right? They did a cross yeah. episode. Very similar to this. Yep. It was a. Uh, I want to say, was it Shredder? It had to have been Shredder who went between the dimensions to destroy the turtles at their core. Yeah. But uh, but no, that's actually might be something we should watch and do a review on. Yeah, that'll be that cool. That series in general was amazing. Yeah, looks like it's coming out at the end of March here on the twenty seventh. So um, anyway, yeah, definitely we should check it out. Yeah. It's, um, I hear it's. Uh, I hear the new series is really good. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are watching. And they say it's yeah. really solid. So I mean, the toys look good. The series looks. Everybody says it's good. So maybe we should be watching this. 
Okay, continuing on. Looks like Fox is trying another reboot. Oh, and this is just, I guess this is, I thought, well, I was trying to think this about is reboot game. Yeah, episode nine, the reboot. The reboot. We can put episode nine in parentheses and then put reboot after it. Um, and that would kind of work with the repeating number nine. So anyway, but it uh, looks like Fox is trying to reboot another TV franchise. Um, you know, some people may remember a show called Lethal Weapon. Well, it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like they're, uh, you know, they've they've cast um, Kevin Rom, where we might be butchering that one again, but you may know him as Ted from Mad Men. Um, he's been cast as in the pilot as the LAPD's Captain Avery. So, I mean, again, here we go. Another TV reboot, but it's an exciting time on TV. A lot, so, lot of cool stuff. Was this a show that people were wanting? I doubt it, but <laughs> they figure why not? Try I mean, with the success of like uh, Hawaii Five O, yeah, I mean, go for it. <laughs> True, like I, that's the way I see it. So that that kind of wraps up TV news for us. Yeah, so. we didn't have a lot. Well, yeah, we, we had, we had a, a pretty bit. good amount. So. But uh, we're gonna go to comic book news, and just to be really serious for a second, um, on Sunday, Paul Ryan had passed away. Uh, for those of you who didn't know who Paul Ryan is, he is not the Republican. Uh, current House Speaker of the House Representatives, but he was a art, a comic book artist. Like I said, he passed away on last Sunday. He was 66. Uh, he had worked on for various Marvel cover or Marvel titles. Um, some of his one of the most popular ones was a uh, Spider-Man Annual or Amazing Spider-Man Annual 21, the wedding of Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. So, I mean, granted, he's in the Thing. Um, different avengers yep squadron supreme he's he's done a lot yeah. of work um and it's you yeah, know it looks like he even had stints in iron man and fantastic four so i mean he he's touched a lot of characters that you know um, mean a lot to a lot of people and helped shape those throughout their history so it's kind of uh you know it's always sad to hear somebody that was so involved and integral to the process to yeah. uh you know for them to no longer be with us um but because 66 isn't that old anymore yeah it's not and um you know, it's it's good for us to sit and honor him. You know, you know, take take a second to say, hey, we appreciate everything he did. So, um, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of hard to transition out of a sad sad section like that. But you know, we we really do need to move on to toy news. I can. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull myself out of it. Yeah, I guess this is kind of sad for people like me. Toy news. Political yep. pop figures. <laughs> pop has went mainstream. Yep. All right, folks. <laughs> Never heard of it before this. I'm not going to lie to you. We Did we need these? Okay, there was one I want. Donald Dump. Do you see that one? They're doing the Funko, the, the Garbage Pail Kids, Donald Dump. They're doing him as well. I didn't see that. Yeah, they're doing that as well. But all I knew were the political pop figures from 2016. We're going to have good old Bernie Sanders. Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and if you're if you're following us on Instagram at token underscore nerd, I, I put a post up of the of the political pop figures of good old Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and then I put uh, Grandpa uh, Vladimir from uh, the Monsters. I thought that was really funny. So he is supposed to be Ted Cruz. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the photo. He looks just like him. He, he does. It was kind of eerie. I was like, man, they're making like a weird looking Ted Cruz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping that like maybe Hot Topic would do like exclusives yeah. and they'd be funny. Like, I wonder if they had to license them. 
from the the images of the people, and maybe that's maybe. Or, or I, if I you get or you get away with like parody because they are political figures. I think parody. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's kind of but st- that's it for the political. There's not no other news. It's just yeah. a short, small series. There's three figures: Hillary, yeah. Bernie, and Donald. They're they're qu- make a quick buck type figures, and let's move on. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next thing is really short. It's going to be the next collector box. Uh, Marvel Collector Core box will be Civil War, obviously. And it's going to come out. Yep. Uh, you have until April 15th. That's Same. when the official box closes for that time mm-hmm. period. Uh, so there's that out there. And we're going to move on to uh, a rather interesting speculation story. Yeah, this one could be, this could be, this is a little story now because it's kind of a rumor, but within the next yeah. couple months, years, this could be a really big issue. Yeah. Um, I guess um, we're getting a lot of uh, random little news stories that are kind of picking up that are talking about the potential of a major, uh, major merger in the toy world. Um, the giants of Hasbro and Mattel are looking at going together from the, from the, from the reports we're seeing, they're looking at uh, joining forces and, you know, kind of like basically uh, monopolizing your childhood and probably your action figure collection. I Becoming mean, a toy Titan. Giant. Titan kind of took care of the word giant. Anyway, but no, that could mean that we're bringing under one roof Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Mattel, Hot Wheels, Barbie, Fisher Price, Master of the Universe, DC Collectors, Marvel, and so, so much more, all under one place, which means that, I mean, they weren't going to wipe out most other companies. This is a monopoly. Yeah, I mean, um, other. I'm trying to think of other big toy lines, but uh, Playmates, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, action figures. I mean, that's one that'll be outside still, but uh, Bandai, Power Ranger types things. Um, but it it's a it's a lot of your childhood. Yeah, you know, like it's a lot of like the major lines that come out on a regular basis will be colluding. I mean, um, even besides this, like, isn't Power Wheels a Mattel thing. I thought so. Like even like the vehicles and stuff like that. Fisher Price. Like, isn't that a yeah, Fisher Price. I mean, like <laughs> your little kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> your little plastic <laughs> kitchen is gonna be um, you know, all under the same company as um, you know, other random things like Star Wars. So And this is all speculation and whisper that's just come to light. But you yeah. know, and this is nothing that's happening now or would even yeah. happen in the next couple of months, but we just wanted to put that out there yeah. so that people knew. Because this, yeah, I I don't see I don't see how they could get past like uh, the monopoly laws on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they stopped T Mobile and AT and T from going together. Like that's true. You know how they're gonna how they're gonna keep uh, how they're gonna let two of the largest number one toy producers um, go back go together? I, I just don't see it. Yeah, it's it's too much of the market. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean, I don't. You know, I'm not in the people that have to decide that. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens with it. But um, we got some other, again, not necessarily a new weekly uh, news topic, but we got another topic to introduce here, which is called theme park news. What? <laughs> well, it looks like uh, it was announced that Disney is going to break ground. Finally. In April on a 14 acre Star Wars themed land at uh, both Disneyland and Disney World. So no longer do you have to fly clear to California or fly clear to Florida. You could just go to both (laughs) to enjoy Star Wars. The the funny thing about this is if you think about Al now out in California and uh, 
in Florida. You can literally almost enjoy every nerd property, every major nerd property between Disneyland and Universal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty insane how much nerd property that you can see at the different theme parks. Mm-hmm. So um, I did see that one of the major attractions of this is going to be a um, Millennium Falcon uh, themed ride. Yeah. Where folks get to quote unquote, take pilot the fastest ship in the universe. Um, so what that means, I don't know, but <laughs> it sounds exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm near Disneyland or Disney world, I'll probably go check it out. Once I it's have we will be. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, for the last segment of, uh, this week's episode, we are going to roll into the exciting event of the month of March for a lot of nerddom specifically here in the Midwest is called C2E2. You've heard us talk about it before. Well, we went through um, and picked up as much news as we felt we could fit into one episode. And we'll have some more next week as well. Uh, but first um, comic writer and UFC fighter CM Punk is one of the featured guests this year. So um, he may know him as a uh, UFC fighter, punching people in the face, you know, taking people out. But he also uh, currently uh, draws for Marvel, um, currently writes for Marvel, sorry, yeah. <laughs> on the, uh, the title Drax, which is a character from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So he um, he's going to be there getting, you know, getting a sign on. So if you're a fan of UFC or, uh, you know, Marvel Drax, then this is probably something to check out. Yeah. I mean, he's a relatively famous person that you can meet at C2E2. What do you think? You don't feel any either I, way. I, yeah, I'm indifferent. I'm I sorry. Mean, I, I try to be excited for like guests who come in, but it's it's hard. I mean, it, it gets kind of cumbersome at some of these cons specifically. Um, trying to meet some of these larger stars specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure this will have this will have crossover appeal because if you're a fan of of UFC, you're meeting him for that. Oh yeah, probably more so than you know writing for Marvel mm-hmm. at this point. So, or his Drax fans. <laughs> the big Drax fans out there. Uh, if you're a fan of Drax, just let us know down in the show notes. We'd like to talk to you. <laughs> so um, uh, we also have some news as far as panels are concerned. And uh, the first one we have uh, highlighted here is the Faces of Villainy, which is a DC comics panel. Uh, it takes place on the 18th from two at starting at 2:45, And um, we'll just read you the little synopsis you got. And it says, you're only as good as the bad guys you face. What truly defines our heroes are, are the incredible villains that they do battle with. Spend an hour with some of the biggest people from DCU, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're going to have uh, the two that stand out to me the most are Gail Simone, who did Bat. Well, for me, I knew her best is for Batgirl and for yeah. uh, Batgirl was the biggest one. Yeah, because that was the best Batgirl writing. I yeah. or my favorite so far. And then um, Greg Capullo who has been doing the art for the new 52 Batman. He yep. did stuff for Spawn yep. back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, um, DC to me has some of the, the best villains. I mean, they're, 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 the villains have the most story yeah. generally. And if you look at so, the movies, the yeah. villains are what lead the movies. Whereas yeah. in Marvel, you can't remember any of the villains yeah. except for Loki. So um, to me, this, this is a very interesting panel to check out and find out, you know, a little more behind the art and the writing of those characters in the comic books. So, um, Jumping over to the other side of the lake, as you put it earlier, uh, we do have some Marvel panel news. It's called House of Ideas. Love having the best comics in the industry on your mobile devices? Want to know how Marvel stays on top of the cutting-edge technology? Then this panel is for you. 
It takes place um, on the 18th at 4 p.m. And it's going to have uh, the speaker, Ryan Pinagas. I can't, we butchered another name. We really need to learn how to pronounce names. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm not my breath on that this one, one um, I'm guessing it's going to talk about um, games for your phone and probably, um, you know, some sort of comic. And online comics. Yeah, online and comics and all that kind of stuff. That you can so if you're if you're into those kind of uh, you know the Mar- what's that Marvel fan experience thing that it like brings your comic to life thing? AR, yeah, is that still going? I have no idea. Yeah, I never so. did it. But I mean, I'm sure they'll talk about a lot of that stuff. So if you're into those, um, you know, the technology stuff that Marvel has incorporated into their books, then that's definitely the panel to check out for you. Yeah. And then we got the uh, Star Wars books, which will be March 18th at 5:15. 4.15. Oh, that's embarrassing. 4.15. But it ends at 5.15, so you were half right. I was looking at the wrong number. Uh, have you seen The Force Awakens? Are you hungry for more? You can get <clears throat> you can get more Star Wars by reading the books. Join Adam Bry, author of Star Wars. Absolutely. I haven't read that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, um... In this group, there will be a bunch of different actors who have written for the new the new canon books. Yeah, including um, uh, one of our favorites, Claudia, Claudia Gray, Gray, who uh, wrote Lost Stars. If you haven't read Lost Stars, that has been that was my favorite book that's come out since yeah. they did their new the new canon. Yeah, um, that takes a different look at how the Star Wars universe is structured. I mean, it made me value it and even even made the original six or not six movies, but the original four movies. How many movies did you watch? There's seven. <laughs> well, there's seven now. I was about the original six. Okay. So for, yeah. all right. So not <laughs> counting. Whatever. Yeah. Get, get, get off the back. Anyway. The OG movies. Yeah. So, but it made me value four, five, and six a little bit more because yeah. it gave a little bit. It told stories about characters who weren't in the story, but in the they story, were around the story. But there are things that happen. I'm like, I guarantee that's you know, yeah, that's Thane, that's Diana. So, yeah. So like, this is a. This to me is probably one of the standout panels. I mean, I'm going to go out and say this, that this is one I'm pretty interested in. This is the one I'll stand in line for. So um, definitely if you've been reading those books or even if you haven't and you're just kind of interested in the books, this is one to check out. Um, We also have Quidditch 101 for all you Harry Potter fans out there. Um, It takes place at 5 p.m. on the 18th and um, it allows fans of Harry Potter to come hang out with Lumos, Lumos. Loomis Loomis Quidditch to learn how to play the sport that's sweeping across muggle communities worldwide. We'll give you the, and then it ends, (laughs) our little press release ended right there, but it'll give you the chance to, uh, you know, kind of learn the sport of Quidditch and I'm assuming you get to play it as well because it says it's in the interactive sport of Quidditch. (laughs) Apparently it's a sport that's sweeping the nation. So uh, if you're a fan of Harry Potter and want to learn more about how to play the game, then this is the place for you. Uh, I'm in picturing the internship with uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, and they're playing Quidditch in the Google the Google lot there. So yeah. maybe it'll be as exciting as that was. Um, for people that are not interested in Quidditch but love beer, we have the we have the panel for you. Um, beer and comics, bringing the galaxy hero and his friends to life, art and storytelling. Um, takes place on March 18th at 8 p.m. So just perfect time to start uh, drinking the beer there. And uh, they're going to chat with the artists and storytellers behind some of Revolution Brewing's uh, most exciting brands. And they'll talk about the character building that goes on at the label. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they have a whole bunch of people that are going to be there, ranging from the artists and folks from the brewing company, to talk about their, you know, their their process and how they kind of develop their story behind their cans. Um, I do know they tapped recently a, their C2E2 beer. Um, so if you happen to be in Chicago, make sure to head over there to their uh, brewery and check that out. Yeah. So uh, another exciting panel that we kind of mentioned on an episode prior to this is that there's an official Sailor Moon panel at this year's uh, C2E2. It'll take place on the 19th at 1130 in the morning. And um, it's kind of hot too because there's a br- not a brand new, but there's been a uh, a reboot from the Sailor Moon series yeah. recently. Yeah. So um, there's going to be some uh, cast members, Stephanie Shea and Michelle Ruff, um, from the Legendary series for news updates and random other stuff that I'm sure they're going to talk about at this uh, this panel. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, you know, if you're a Sailor Moon fan, then this is this is one for you. And don't don't laugh at me for this. I think I'm going to go to that one. I mean, if you, a lot of people, that was a big show. That was, that was one of the, that was one of my first, that was my gateway truck to anime. Well, I feel like it was, it came on right before Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. Well, I feel like it was the, it was the first one that um, was kind of like everywhere in Mm -hmm. America. Like, I feel like before I knew what anime was, I knew what Sailor Moon was. You know, it was kind of like, it was around in my childhood. You would see it places, you know, and things like that. And um, I mean, it's kind of like the, the first one that I remember, I mean, I was obviously wasn't in the, in the scene <laughs> of yeah, animators, but yeah, like I said, it called. was, uh, it was between that and Dragon Ball Z. So it came on Toonami yep. at four yep. o'clock and five o'clock. Yep. So check it out. Yeah. So it looks like, I mean, C2E2 shaping up pretty good this year. I mean, we obviously toot the horn of C2E2 pretty well here at uh, token nerd. Um, but we're definitely, we're going to be there checking it out. Um, and covering it and uh, creating videos and whatnot for you guys. So hopefully we can kind of keep you in uh, in touch with what's going on this year at the convention. Um, if you want to stay up to date with the latest C2E2 stuff during the show, we will be um, be in, uh, tweeting and putting up some photos on Instagram. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll make sure to put up videos as we can edit them. Um, but make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at token underscore nerd. And we will uh, keep you up to date. So um, that's that's really all we got this week, though, right? I mean, for considering, we had quite a bit. Yeah, we did, but quite a bit of news. Um, but let, let's just some plugging real quick because uh, just <laughs> we're plugging, we're plugging plug in. everything we got to all six of you. Yeah, well, as you know, we have our podcast channel. Don't forget that we are starting not a different channel, but we're starting a recap. Yes. Show. So we're gonna start right now. We're on. Uh, they haven't been posted yet, but we're going to start going through the Young Justice TV series because yes. it's now recently season two has come up onto uh, net, good old Netflix, and basically the theory is if we can get enough fans to watch this sheer, uh, to watch the series and the numbers go up, you know, there's a chance. Knows, there's a chance that we could get a season three that yep. people like me who have watched from the beginning would really love. Travis here hasn't watched any of the Young I'm Justice episodes, up. I'm catching so up. we're gonna we're gonna recap and and get I'm caught the, up. the token Young Justice. Yeah, not he's watcher. the token. Well, I'm the token Young Justice nerd. You're the one who <laughs> the, the token catching up. Yeah, token catching up. <laughs> so, um, but so, um, other exciting news in the token nerd world is that we are now on iTunes. That's right. So if you don't like listen, putting up, pulling us up on your phone and having to sit there stuck in your YouTube app, then that's your biggest problem. <laughs> 
Uh, third world problems, but or first world problems. Sorry, <laughs> third world problems is water. <laughs> first world problems, but uh, you can now find us on um, iTunes, where you can subscribe and get our latest uh, episodes weekly. Hopefully, <laughs> um, you just head over to iTunes and check uh, and search. Uh, use a little search icon there and look for Token Nerd, and you'll find us. We're the only Token Nerd on there. Moving so, on up. Moving on up. Um, but yeah, we'll make sure to, when we upload our episodes to uh, YouTube or, um, different places, we will make sure to add that to iTunes as well. So fans can find us all over the place. Oh, we're getting there. We're, we're moving on up. You know, dollar, we're trying, we're dollar trying our mics to, uh, to, a to studio. iTunes. Yeah. To a studio. We're going to have a studio here shortly with all kinds of exciting stuff. Hopefully in the next episode or show that we'll be picking up, mm-hmm. uh, no, we'll we no don't, longer just be audio actually be some a little bit more entertaining entertaining yeah. content yeah you just ruined our surprise <laughs> we can cut this out <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm not going yeah. that's a lot of editing so um but yeah keep on the watch token nerd seems to be on the up and up at the moment so yeah we're up and up yeah, up and up so um yeah we're just gonna round this out go ahead and start getting ready for uh, c2e2 and um you know if you want to let us know what you think about this video like and subscribe uh, keep up with our latest content and uh you really really feel passionate about something we talked about you know let us know what you think about a new season of young justice or casting of uh, uh justice league one uh part one or whatever they're calling it these days and uh, <laughs> if you what are your thoughts on he-man or any of these uh things we talked about during the episode you can go ahead and let us know down in the comments below or you can shoot us uh, our first ever fan mail we're still waiting on that over at uh token nerd podcast at gmail let us know and we'll read you on a future episode of a uh, token nerd um also don't forget to uh, follow us over there on uh instagram and and twitter at token underscore nerd as we said before and uh i mean that's really really it we really appreciate anybody that's listening um you know if you feel so inclined to share this with your friends and family on your various forms of uh, social media we would greatly appreciate that as well uh, we're really just trying to help this uh, channel grow. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do at this point. But, you know, as always, I'm Travis. I'm Anthony. Stay spicy, my friend. <laughs>